Now I'm doing. The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery (laughs) Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com. With your hosts in recovery, you Jeff, Matt, and Chris. You wouldn't know it was live unless you were in You wouldn't know that announcer was live unless you were in the room. Comes, he does it. Oh, yeah. And he leaves yeah. every week. Yeah. Nice guy. Nice guy. I don't know his name. Hi, Phil. Phil. I never told Phil. you this. Phil. <laughs> Phil. Um, oh, how are we? How Good. are we? We're good. Uh, we are good. Are yeah. I didn't relapse, relapse, but my sponsor did last week. Yeah, so I'm Jeff a little bummed about that. Relapsed. Went out and did, drank again. Turns out that's what people in our business do, man. Yeah. <laughs> they like to drink. Drinkers um, gonna drink. Yeah. So it was kind of bad. Hey, everybody listening live in the chat room. We're off and running. Yeah. Um, so your sponsor relapsed. Yeah. We're talking about Jeff's sponsor. Still a little relapsing. And then tonight, I, was, I saw a guy... At the meeting, and, and his brother, who I was like, this guy was solid when I knew him three or four years ago. He relapsed too. He's like, he's out. He's currently out. Mm. You know, he's been out for two years. I'm like, how does someone stay out for two years? That's crazy. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, I guess it happens. You know what I've learned is well, that my perception of how solid someone is. Yeah, uh, I don't think I have good solid dar. Isn't like, that? I think <laughs> I think that I've been wrong so many times. I know. I've been consistently wrong it is, in judging how yeah. sound and then you know there are obvious tells like yeah. we were talking about yeah. earlier yeah there are but, obvious tells that somebody is cruising toward a relapse yeah but sometimes just in the rooms when you sit across from somebody week after week and you think this person is on the mm-hmm. money yeah not on the money not on the money well i was shocked about this one just because yeah they just were in it you know they're in mm. it to win it in the middle of the boat doing yeah. the deal yeah and then you're like oh this guy went out and relapsed yeah. you know, so it's it's crazy but you're right like it's not a good thing to gamble on like no it'd be good you could give odds on people but you the house would win the house, <laughs> the house <laughs> wins so often you can't quite tell who's really solid that's a great point yeah you just don't know man yeah. and you hear that all the time people went out you're like what that guy went out no way hmm. so jeff was saying earlier that uh his sponsee and me when uh when one of the times when i tried to get sober his sponsee was fixating on things other than sobriety yeah. it was mm-hmm. like thinking about jobs and mm-hmm. a place to live Cars. and if i could just get this everything will be cool and yep. if i can just get this everything and i was the same way yeah. i said all i need is to get another mm-hmm. great job and get a cool place and things yeah. will start thinking of themselves and then the last time i got sober I mm-hmm. didn't care about any, any of that shit. I was like, whatever, it's all going to happen. Yep. And then I got sober and it all happened. And, and when this guy, when I first met this guy, he just cared about staying sober. Right. And then he started getting just obsessed with, he was just bummed out he didn't have a car, bummed out he hated this job, bummed out he was going to go for a new job, you know, bummed out he was on probation. He worked through all this stuff. And there was this point, point where it was like, I could tell yeah. you're, you're putting yourself, you're setting yourself up for this relapse. You're trying to get a job that you probably aren't ready to have. Yeah. You're you're um, obsessing about this, this, and this, and then 
the job didn't come through. Right. This guy's an asshole. You go to work, get in a fight at work, mm-hmm. go out, and you, boom. Three mm. things that happen. But it was kind of, it's weird, like when you, they say every relapse happens way before, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of premeditated and you start, and I'm like, yeah, it just, it sounded like it reminded me of you that time. Yeah. Mm. When I saw Matt and that first day, whatever you were worried about, I was like, oh, dude, you're not done yet because you're yeah. just not worried about the thing that you should be worried about. Anyway, yeah. fucking sucks, man. And then when I did get sober and I moved back yeah, here, that for- I didn't have a job. I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a place to live. And I didn't care. And I knew mm-hmm. you were done. And I was like, I think Matt's done this time. <laughs> all those things lined up. And it was mm-hmm. like, all right. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Crazy. Relapse. I can, yeah, I can totally relate to that. That makes, I mean, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and mean, when I came here, I did have a place to live, but I didn't have a job. I had my save, you know, meager savings. Yeah. I had one friend. Yeah. And uh, I was like all good. That's yeah. that period I always talk about, like of contentment, where it's like the best feeling I ever had was wow. just, I'm okay with everything. Yeah. yeah. What, you know, it's yeah. not, not totally blind, like, like, it's all going to work out. Everything happens for a reason. I wasn't doing that. Yeah. No. But I was like, it's okay. You know, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. I can do You've this. Survive I can figure somehow. it out. Yeah. Nothing, you know, I don't need. Mm-hmm. I didn't need, I guess, as part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's a um, different type of contentment. Yeah. I can remember that feeling as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I stayed with my aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm safe here. Mm-hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. You know, I see my kids. Everything's cool. Yeah. I, I'm good. Yeah, know? there's something when you finally when you finally have that realization when it snaps or it breaks or you quit, you surrender. Yeah. You get to the other side of that surrender, and it's okay. No matter what the fuck is happening, yep, it's okay. Yep. Like early on, you're like you're just through it, right? Mm-hmm. And before that, you were worried about all this shit, and you know, just obsessed. But there was a guy tonight who you could. He's at the treatment center. It's but the way he talked about it, I don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. I don't know what's happening. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm going to get. But I'm, I, he's he's passed it. He's surrendered. Yeah. And you he's like, tell. I'm so grateful, happy, peace, contentful. And it's never been like this in and out of this program before because I hadn't done this thing of just mm-hmm. quitting. And, uh, yeah, that's... God, that's hard to remember, too, because, I mean, believe me, there is always going to be something wrong. There's always going to be something you want. There's always going to be something to irritate you or that isn't right Mm -hmm. or that isn't perfect. And those things can take over. Yeah. And and I far too often I let that stuff Mm -hmm. get to me instead of just remembering I'm okay. Mm -hmm. This is okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. It's Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to back up. We're actually sort of dovetailing with where we were going to take this tonight. Um, but really oh, quick, I just want to mention, I, the, speaking of relapse, tonight I, I had a flash I had a, of wanting to relapse on cigarettes. Like you I did. walked outside to open the gate for you guys. Uh-huh. I don't have any cigarettes. Oh. I, I wouldn't. But and it was so nice tonight. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like man, I'd love to just sit out here on our patio f- furniture with like a well being and just a smoke, a smoke, yeah. and just chill out, sm- burn a heater. Like, what am I thinking? Wow, you know what I mean? When was the last time that happened to you? Oh, oh, that I had a a, a, re- a relapse thought of smoking. Y- years, years, because no, normally, like if even if I smell somebody smoking, oh, I'm yeah. like, oh god, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, you know. But it was like weird. It was like it was almost like I was going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like. Like I forgot that I didn't smoke for a minute, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. Which that hasn't happened in forever. Yeah. Um, That's funny. It happened yeah. to me recently too. Yeah. I was I was talking to uh, 
Where you just want to have a cigarette? My cup about it, yeah. Where I I smelled it and it didn't repulse me. Oh, Normally, yeah. I'm like, I can't believe I ever did that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I stood outside and mm-hmm. willfully did that. Mm-hmm. But I smelled it the other day and was like, yeah, yeah okay, okay. okay, all right, I see it, <laughs> I see it. You know? Wow, that's funny. Yeah, now like flash. I used to think like if I was sitting outside, like at a bar, restaurant, whatever. It was that's where you got to smoke, and it was cool because you were outside. Nobody should be tripping because it was outside. Yeah, you know, what's the big deal? Yeah. Now, if I am, I'm like, are you, you know, are you serious with this? Shit? You know, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? <laughs> You're smoking around, around people. Anyway. But uh, so, okay, here's the thing. So we were kind of going there, and we did tell uh, Eric last time that we would talk about this. So I want to make sure we do. Okay. Because um, we, we already kind of were. Uh, the last days struggling to quit and the tough early days of recovery. Wow. Um, and I know we're, we're kind of talking about the transition, mm-hmm. but the last days struggling to quit. Yeah. I know we've talked about like literally the last revelations and the last mm-hmm. c- come to Jesus yeah. and the last... Jesus and the rockiest, the rockiest bottom, right? Yeah, the rocky bottom boys. Yeah, the rocky bottom boys. <laughs> yes, but uh, the last days struggling to quit. Yeah, I think that would be probably back up like a few months, right? When you're like, yeah, yeah where you when you're you're yeah, bumping had, down the rocky slope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was drinking, and going to meetings for yeah. like two years, which yeah. is a weird place to be because oh, that's a rough place. You know, to people be. in the program, you're trying, you're putting together some time, mm-hmm. week, two weeks, but you aren't done yet. You haven't no. hit the bottom, and you. I was working at a rest, a bar, a restaurant. When you first saw you, yeah. Sorry, okay. go ahead. <laughs> so there's much a, is there's true. People, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't. Don't you want me? You know I can't. Okay. So, um, so alcohol was around all the time. And people that work at bars like to drink. Turns sure. out, yeah, a lot of party people. Absolutely. So it's I was going to meetings, meetings and trying to quit. And the last days for me, I was my cousin who's and all her girlfriends came down to stay with me. I was living in Florida and on a bender, on a bender, waking up every partying with them every night, all waking up. Yeah, mm-hmm. just shaking. Mm-hmm. You know, had the palsy, trying mm-hmm. to choke down oh, yeah, alcohol no, in the morning. Crazy. And then I went to buy some twelve uh, pack, uh, and I remember this. And I was, I was at the point where I was telling myself I'm not going to drink today mm-hmm. in my head, screaming. And I was still going to buy liquor as I'm telling myself I'm not going to drink today. And then I'd get in the car and I'm like, I'm not drinking today. And I, as I'm going to buy fucking liquor, and you just feel yeah. like you're insane. I remember I was by this 12-pack, and this guy that I go to meetings with is walking up. He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it's not going that good. I'm like, oh, I'm just buying it for some friends, which is of course awesome. I'm just, you know, my cousins and tell them to buy a person beer. Um, but it, yeah, that fucking <laughs> horrible feeling that you think you're in, you're crazy because you can't stop drinking. Mm-hmm. You want to stop drinking and cannot. Mm-hmm. And struggling, the other thought is, I kept struggling that I was a morally bad person and some people are just morally bad people and I yeah. need to accept that that's who I am. I, I have no morality and mm-hmm. that's just me. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to have to live my life being that person. So that mm-hmm. was my other tra- rationalization wow. while I'm still drinking. Miserable. Yeah. So that was the last couple of days. I remember that. Brutal. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so you you'd reconciled yourself though. Was it literally up until that moment you talk about sort of falling to your knees? Yeah. Had you literally reconciled yourself until that moment? Do you think that that that's who, what you were going to be? Or yeah, pretty close. Isn't you know, that like funny? yeah, like I was on that. Yeah, I mean, I had that moment. My uh, I got confronted. I was shagging two of the girls that we were with. Uh, so I got like caught by my other girlfriend at that point. Oh boy! Yeah, Whoa. you know, so that's. That wasn't a pleasant scene. Um, so there was a, like an actual moment, um, but it was it was all of these things led to just not being able to stop drinking, being a mess, being just the, a disgusting human being, right? Mm, and, yeah. and you look, you somehow you get a moment of clarity of, I am a disgusting human being with mm. this behavior, with the fact that I can't stop drinking, the fact that I can't stop lying, the mm. fact that I'm my entire world is a lie, mm. mm-hmm. conning everybody. I mean, the whole thing, mm. and it just the relief of letting that crash down Mm. and stopping and saying, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I can't fucking quit drinking. Mm -hmm. God, please help was instantaneous Mm. for me. And it immediately felt better. I just quit. I Mm. I surrendered and immediately felt okay. And was in no better shape than you were a minute before. As far as just like, you're still a dirt bag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You, (laughs) you feel better. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Like everything was going to be okay. I instantly felt like, oh, yeah, it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's a. F- oh, my, I mean, my last uh, ten days, yeah, were pretty much. And this is here. This is the last time. This is the last time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, as a quick aside, when yeah. you are struggling at the end and at the beginning, so you know, the last days of drinking, your first days of sobriety, mm. you really find out who your friends are. <laughs> and I will say to the credit of both of you gentlemen, yeah. you were both there for me mm. in various ways um, when I was at my absolute worst. Yeah. And in the beginning of my sobriety, yeah. you two more than anybody. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Jeff, I couldn't get rid of your ass. <laughs> Fuck. I remember you were, that last. You were, you <laughs> know, I mean, bringing the police to do a wellness check on me, calling me all the time, and the, so the wellness check by the St. Louis police. Yeah, maybe that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Bless funny. you for doing it, man. It's yeah. just like I'll never forget that. And Chris saying, "I will go to a meeting with you right now." Yeah, who had never been to a meeting before? <laughs> He's willing to do that, and it's not like when you and I met for coffee that one day. It wasn't like we'd been hanging out on you the reg or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we weren't. We hadn't been emailing. We hadn't worked together for a couple of years. Right. It was yeah. just. So you called was, him, and this was the last. This was in the last ten days. No, no, no. no. This was uh, uh, the time previous when okay, I got sober, okay. and uh, and it didn't take. It was after I lost the job that where we all worked together. Oh yes, and, yes. Uh, yeah, and we met, and then and then when I did get my when I did clean up a little bit and came back to St. Louis that time, uh, Chris would meet me for coffee like one or two times a week, gotcha. and he'd bring his infant daughter, and we talk about books and stuff, and it was yeah. It was all good, but I was struggling yeah, at, at yeah. that time. Anyway, the last this last time, you know, four and a half years ago, I was, uh, I mean, the last ten days were just drinking. Yeah. So you know, when you're, I wasn't eating. Yeah. I was, I was unconscious, or I was drinking. Yeah. I was like laying on the floor, literally, wow. and I would get up and try to gulp water out of my kitchen faucet, <laughs> and then immediately vomit it up, oh. and just try to keep enough booze in me to pass out again you know so and not to get graphic or anything but when you are not eating Uh uh, like you lose all faculty yeah like quickly oh yeah 
like you will you will your your bowels right. are no bueno. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I wasn't a huge. I wasn't. Are you trying to kill yourself at this point? This I is- wasn't sure if I was if I could live, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to die. Yeah, but I was in such a haze. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I had a few bottles of vodka, and I would just pull myself together enough to walk a half block and get more vodka when yeah. I needed to. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and then um, I. And I let my phone die. Yeah. So my family was looking for me. Nobody get a hold of me. Yeah. Um, all the lights were out in my place, and I was just laying on the floor. You know, it was that loft I had with that the super sexy brick. loft. Yeah, down. the exposed yeah. brick and the hardwood floors. The interior loft with no windows. No windows, and I was just laying on the floor. And uh, um, and then I finally charged my phone, and it. I didn't know what time it was. Yeah, I had no sense of day or time. Yeah, so I had no idea, but I called. Um, finally called my mom yeah, and said, I want to go into the first step house, which was the worst place I could think of going. It was yeah. this recovery place that always scared me. It was yeah. like, we're, it's the last house on the block, man. Yeah. Worst of the worst go there. And I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. And she said it was two in the morning and she said, okay, your dad will be there tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, my dad showed up like 10 hours later. Wow. Um, so. But that next morning, I woke up for the first time, really woke up, and walked to the uh, downtown Schnucks Culinaria yep. and was waiting out in front for it to open <laughs> so at get 7 o'clock so I could get some booze. Yeah. And there was wow. this homeless guy standing there drinking out of a brown paper bag, and I was like, do I ask him for some of that? Mm-hmm. Because I... my we're shaking or just like... Bu- what's that... <laughs> Oh the Dr. Nick from The Simpsons was, my skeleton wanted to jump out of my body. <laughs> like, my skeleton wanted to jump out of yeah, my body and yeah. run away. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, my dad showed up, and he had talked to a friend of his who is in long-term sobriety in Chicago, uh, this old uh, Chicago cop, yeah. Bill. And Bill was like, you got to get more booze. You, got, uh-huh. you have to keep booze in him right. until you get him to Chicago. Yeah. And then you get them right in the first step house. So my dad and I stopped and I picked up a flask of vodka, wow. like a pint. And uh, just sat and drank warm vodka pull, in the I car. I took a pull, couple pulls. Oh, it was all warm vodka at that point. I was not mixing drinks. Yeah. I was drinking right out of the bottle. Warm, didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, took a couple pulls of that. And then that night, um, so we got to my parents' house. I couldn't check into the first step house till the next day. Um, so I went, I fell asleep in my boyhood bedroom and drank the rest of that pint to help me sleep yeah and that was my last drink wow but then the next day i woke up and it was bad Hmm, and that's when i i was outside on the back deck with my brother my brother was in town oh god and my father and uh and I'm like, I gotta go to the hospital. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not the. I gotta go to the hospital type. So. <laughs> right. Like seriously, yeah. I was not like, hey, you know, um, got Excuse a little me. pain. I think it's time to see the doctor. No, I was like, <laughs> something's. I this is my body is right. not yeah. reacting well. I still like couldn't keep food down, couldn't sleep, couldn't do anything. Yeah. Right? So they took me to the hospital. They pumped me through, pumped me full of a bunch of uh, fluids. Ativan. Oh. And and yeah. IV fluids, Adamant. and it settled my nerves enough to where I could go into the first step house the next wow. day. But, wow! But the discomfort—I mean, you know—you go into the first step house, and and the first thing they do is just dress you down and and yell at you and tell hmm. you. So I, I made it through that. 
I remember going out to the parking lot to my dad and saying, being I'm, like, I'm, I gotta get you're f- picking me up tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm no getting shit. out of here tonight. Yeah. Like, fuck this place. <laughs> These people are garbage. <laughs> I don't belong here. Huh. I'm leaving tonight. That guy just is this old Irishman named Sean and with this thick brogue. And he says, oh, you, last summer you thought you knew something. You don't know fucking shit, you know, and yeah. you're lower than whale shit on the bottom of the ocean and all this mm. stuff. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> and then it's some, and that night, you know, the whole thing, pacing, smoking a whole pack of cigarettes, couldn't sleep. And then some, at some point the next day, it just occurred to me, I was so angry yeah. with mm the people and the way I was being treated and Mm -hmm. it just occurred to me I'm just gonna do this I'm just gonna do this to show all these bastards and just because I don't have anywhere to go I don't have anything to lose I burned every bridge I I'm done you know yeah yeah um my parents didn't want me in the house yeah oh they didn't no my my mom uh was like you stay here tonight, but you are not welcome here. Yeah. My parents were both sober at that Okay, point, right, right, right. right. Okay. And she's like, you are welcome here when you get, your, get sober. Right, yeah. But until then, you're, you're not, you can't be here. Yeah, yeah. Because the summer prior to that, I'd gone home and lived with my parents for a few months. Yeah. It was great, you know, we're like, eat out every night and go to some meetings right. and, you know... Oh, mom, you made cookies again? (laughs) Being sober is hard, you know? I'm going to go outside and smoke and then ride my bike, you know? And it was like being a kid again at age 40. So, um, yeah, I... uh, um, And then I stayed there for 90 days, and the the rest is history. But I do remember it wasn't like a relief or a release or a God take me away. It was like, you know what? To hell with it. Yeah, I'm doing this. So, so yours just very yours was like, like fuck it. Yeah, yeah. like I was, fuck, I'm going to show these motherfuckers. I'm going to show funny. them, and you know what? I'm done. I'm so tired yeah. of this fight, and I finally felt so there was just a little tr- bit of surrender. Something I felt safe. Yeah, too. Mm. I was like, you know, there was this. He's passed away now, but there was this former uh, Golden Glove boxer named Teddy who was the house father on weekends. Yeah, and uh. I would, I'm in my little room and I would walk out the front door to smoke and Teddy slept in like the big main meeting room. Um, he didn't have a room. He's sleeping on the couch and here's this like total palooka in yeah. tidy whities and nothing else yeah. in there. And he's like, Hey, <laughs> Hey Matt, you're going to be okay, brother. He's like, I've been there. You're safe here. Nobody's going to hurt you. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you got to smoke. And I'm like, yeah, Teddy, come on. So he's standing out in front of this, you know, there's a street in his, cards, in his yeah. straight up skivvy smoking with me. That's so awesome. You know, is this like, what 50, time of year is this? This is uh, June. June. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. April, April. early April in okay. Chicago. So it's, it's a not chilly. Yeah. It's oh, it's, it's nippy. Yeah. And Teddy's out there burning heaters with me and, you know, and then, over time, I like became myself again. Yeah, you know, That's a couple weird. weeks later, they're like, "All right, you're uh, we're gonna make you head resident." And then a couple, you know, a couple mm-hmm. nights later, I'm cooking all the meals for everybody. Yeah. I'm I started a a free uh, resume service. I'm like, I'll help anybody here hmm. write yeah. your resume. That's cool. So this, like, yeah, I and you know, yeah. was, just give. Yeah. I was like, I've got some something to give to these guys and they have something to give me yeah that's awesome i was the only you know i was the only resident who had a bank account and a driver's license (laughs) so they were they were like what yeah you have money 
And you could drive a car legally? I'm like, yeah. Check it out, bros. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone in there, as low as you thought you were. Right. Everyone in there, in, in some ways, had worse bottoms. Yes. Isn't Way that worse. crazy? Way worse. Yeah. And your bottom was pretty good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But and they were worse. Way worse. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, yeah. So that was my last drink was that, that pint. But Fuck. I do remember a palpable sense of relief. Yeah. Not surrender per se. Yeah. But just like, you know what? I Something don't need turned to, that next I don't day. need to feel like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have some say in this. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to um, fucking do I'm this. I'm going to do whatever they tell me to do because <clears throat> doing, no matter how uncomfortable I am and how much resistance I have and how much I don't want to do this shit, yeah. it's so much easier and better than what I was doing before. Yeah. Which is just numbness and oblivion and hopelessness and like That's really crazy. feeling like I was going to die any day, you know? Wow. And they said at the hospital, they're like, the level of dehydration that you were experiencing, like your organs were just about ready to shut down. Wow. Like you weren't doing big jugs of Gatorade. <laughs> no, dude, was there the was nothing. I couldn't hold water down. Yeah. There was nothing. Oh, so you, were, you could have been close to like death organ. Oh yeah. Failure. Organ failure. Oh, yeah. The doctor was like, it was a matter of days. Wow. Um, maybe one, maybe two, maybe you make it a few more, but mm. he's like, you, you, you're, you were so dehydrated and so malnourished yeah. that you could just go. Wow. That's um, crazy. So, but you know what? Hey, it's all good, man. Hey, man. Whatever. Hey. That's now I so don't even eat was, meat. What? Yeah. The, uh, you, you had missed. I remember you didn't show up for the job. Yeah. And then 10 days later, this, this was on, that kicked off the final binge. Yeah. Yeah. They right, I, were just I, like, oh, I got the job offer I wanted. Yep. And this was the good job, and you know I was going to be living right up the street. And this is the job with uh, Chris's wife, right? Yeah, the place where I work now. Where should we? Yeah, it all worked out. And this was like everything's coming up roses, right? Yeah, yeah. everything's coming up, Matt. Yeah, and uh, and I went on a bender the weekend before the job started. Yeah, and I couldn't do it Monday morning. Yeah, could not do it. Yes, and then ten days later, ten days later, almost yeah. dead, almost right? dead. Woo. Yeah, I mean in the couple first couple days of that 10 day stretch that's when jeff is that when i came over me and zach you were you came over zach came over you and zach came over you kept calling me yeah you were and and i then i you would not leave me you were talking to my dad yes i did talking to my parents yeah yeah Um, but you ended up they didn't come down until you called them right you had to like reach out it was probably smart you know as a parent i can't imagine how hard that would be but um but yeah, they were they were aware I, of what was going I, you on. You know, it's funny. I went to clean out my Gmail inbox mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago, and I looked at all these emails. You know, it has the unread emails. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find my unread emails. I'm like, it says I have 38. Where are all the 38? And I go back to 2013, uh-huh. and I find all of these emails from my dad and my brother, one after the other. Wow. And my brother is livid. My little brother, Andrew, is like, bro. Yeah. Where the fuck are you? Oh, it's like, hold your shit together. Call mom and dad. Let people know you're alive. I can't believe you would do this to us. That's like, wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know, you know, wow. what my kids, you know, I yeah. don't know. So, what a time capsule that is. Yeah, dude. It was crazy. That Just crazy. going back and reading those was absolutely harrowing, yeah. you know? Wow. And, uh, and And right at the beginning, like day one, 
um, I was supposed to have my kids for the weekend, mm. that first weekend, and I had uh, tickets to uh, St. Louis version of Comic Con, I think. Mm-hmm. And we were going to go to the Comic Con, it was going to be nice, and my ex came to drop them off at my loft. And she walks down the hall. She was first, and they were behind her. And yeah. she, I open the door, and she looks at me yeah. and puts her hands out behind her and goes, Oh, okay. Oh, you're not feeling well. Okay, guys, guys, I'm sorry. We got to go home. Your dad's not feeling well. He's sick. And wow. they never saw me. She, she just hustled knew. them out of there right away. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then called me and was like, You're in no shape yeah. to have the kids. And I said, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Thanks for running interference for me, but um, I I don't think I should be around anybody right now. Yeah. And uh, and that was it. Wow. Yeah, I didn't talk to her for weeks, and I I didn't talk to my kids for a couple weeks. After I had a couple days sober, yeah. I called them and just told them, you know, yeah. Dad's getting better. Um, they knew something was, you know, they were young at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You know, five years ago, my my. Yeah. And have you talked to them? Like, do they kind of know what happened now? They absolutely know what happened now. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Both of them do. Yeah, both of them do. And and they're totally great. I'm sure. Oh, they're so, they're like so well adjusted. Yeah, and mm. so they're incredible kids. You know. Yeah. And uh, I think that, you know, I think that was a little part of them that thought, "Is Dad coming back?" You yeah. know. Yeah. Right. And. uh but I, I I don't know I don't know I think they they're definitely grateful that everything worked out yeah and, uh, that's uh, awful and now I mean my gosh the level of normalcy yeah is just staggering you know yeah. with my relationship with them and yeah yeah so so crazy the end was at the beginning was super super uncomfortable for me you know I mean I think but but being in the first step house I'm sure was a great experience looking oh, yeah. back saved your life it saved my life it was the rigor yeah was and it's funny those just the treat, we I were talking needed. about treatment last week yeah mm-hmm. and these guys tonight like the guys that i've seen go the the equivalent of that is mm-hmm. the salvation army right in town and harbor lights right that are just you don't have any money this is where you go you you had told me at one yeah. point yeah a, a year prior yeah to my final you said so you're you know i was like couldn't be in my house anymore. I had nowhere to go. Yeah. And they're like, you got to go to Salvation Army. And I thought, and what do you do? What What is Salvation Army? They have a treatment center. It's like yeah. the first step. Oh, I didn't out. know that. You it's... and I, Jeff, you and I went and spoke there. Yeah. I didn't it, know that. It's right on Forest Park Parkway. That's Salvation Army on Forest Park. Is it, do is... all Salvation Armies do that? I am. Uh, no, but there's usually this is in the... every market, like major market, there's there's one of these. Huh. That's I a treatment that. center, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's when you have no place to go and you want to quit drinking or quit drugging that's where you go and it's huh. like 40 bucks a week or something oh, probably yeah. akin to the first step house you yeah. have no insurance yeah you have nobody there you work there you sort clothes you know you get a job right and you go to meetings and is there yep. do they give is there a place to stay or no yeah you yeah, yeah. Oh, no I was kidding yeah. i didn't know that yeah. it's all in, inpatient i wonder how many people know that yeah, no, when you when you don't even, but anyway all the guys that get out of there go right. to the club which is not too far away so we, we end yeah. up getting a lot of Salvation Army yeah, graduates. Yeah, which is great. Huh. So which I've, is yeah, great. sponsored a bunch of dudes that have gone through that. Yeah. And the First Step House was, it, but, but it's as a opposed to treat- facility. I mean, they have... Uh, but you're there, you you like the beach treatment center versus that place. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's where, when you're fucking, that's your last straw. Absolutely. <laughs> you're not, like if you, that's where you are. Yeah. You're done. Nobody mm. in there has insurance. Nobody in there. Yeah. A lot of them don't have any money, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's actually... I think it's 80 a week. Yeah. 
and uh, that's you know they're three to a room yeah and they have between like four and eight residents at any given time that's it yeah and uh, you have to have two sponsors to get in and uh, you go to minimum three meetings a day yeah I was doing sometimes five yeah mm-hmm. um, and you know you clean you have chores you cook you do your whole thing yeah. and uh, yeah and by the time I once I became head resident like I was head resident for two and a half months there. Yeah. By the end of it, I was like writing the menus, and I'm like, guys, we're gonna, I'm gonna do a bouillabaisse tonight. It's gonna blow your fucking minds. <laughs> like awesome. I was super. Uh, I became very comfortable there, yeah, and made a lot of friends there, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, um, then this like Northwest Chicago like uh, union, everybody's an iron worker or mm-hmm. a plumber. Or a cop. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. what you are, you know? Yeah. I couldn't have been more different from yeah. those guys, but it didn't matter. Yeah. By the end of it, it was like, hey, Matt, hey. Yeah. But that's funny. I would I would strongly encourage, like, don't fuck around with the bazillion dollar treatment centers. If you, well, you know? I mean, I don't know. I mean, but my, my <laughs> sense, though, I, I, I guess I understand. Wherever you got to go and whatever you... Yeah. Wherever you got to go. According to what you have. Mm-hmm. That's but true. Because I, my sense is... Well, it seems like, in the context of certainly of your story, it's this doom, 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 mm-hmm. you know, bouncing down the treatment centers <laughs> to this one, and it's the cheapest, you know, sort of yeah. blue You're out of options, right? Out of options one, but they all probably have the same success rate. Yeah, they and do all have the same success rate. You know what I mean? There may uh, yeah. be the person that started there and then could afford the more expensive yeah. one and said, you know when you ended up there and you could afford that? That's when you were ready. And they got sober at the more expensive You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, I feel like... That's probably true. Hey, I mean, my class at Hazelden in the Silkworth dorm. Yeah. The Silkworth dorm. Yeah. Oh, the Silkworth, his relatives came and visited us. Like, Did they? Oh, yeah. This was like AA royalty. But there wow. were 21 people in the Silkworth dorm, and we had a little online newsletter. And two years later, yeah. two of us were sober. Two wow. out of 21, okay? Two and for I, 21. And of all the guys who cycled through, it's 10%. when I was at the First Step House, yeah. only three of them finished the 90 days and to my knowledge me and one other guy are still sober wow. nobody made it wow nobody made it and nobody ever made it you know yeah every once in a while you'd have somebody who would make it happen yeah. so um i keep telling myself you know i go to chicago fairly frequently and I, I keep telling myself i should go back there to a meeting yeah but i there's a part of me that i don't want the attention you know yeah like all the guys in the community that have been going there for years and years and years and go to meetings there every week yeah. and they all remember me because yeah. I was, I stuck out, you know, yeah, I was yeah. this like kind of like a uh, different guy, guy you wearing made a it. sport coat. Yeah. yeah. You need to go back there and show them that it's possible. This is yeah. what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then also there's that like, God, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, but, but I will say to your point, Jeff, and to your point, Chris, it, it takes what it takes yeah, it, but for me, yeah. I needed the right sizing of ego. Right, mm-hmm. like I didn't need to go to an expensive treatment center and get treated like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I needed to go somewhere where I was on the same level. Yeah. as the There's lowest. Everyone the low, there. Yeah, and strip away all of the pretense because yeah. I a lot of it for me was that I I thought I was you could outsmart. I thought I I was I was smarter. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting is I've been struggling just thinking because so like you had this revelation literally 
the the what's it called moment of clarity yes what's it called? yeah but like fall on your knees yeah ask so, god to remove yeah. the you, you had this belligerent almost it sounds like yeah sort of like fuck you Anger. guys i'm gonna show yeah. i'm gonna show you spite yeah. spite yeah. recovery and <laughs> which works it, it worked for me yeah you know at the end i'm trying to you know part of it was i was just out of options yeah yeah and it was... You got nowhere to go. It was like the next play, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, ah, I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I, I don't know if that's true or fair to myself. I don't I don't know. But as I'm trying to remember it, it's like, you know, it had been a steady decline. I had come to a realization that I was an alcohol, you know, mm-hmm. uh dependent on alcohol clearly Mm -hmm. dependent on alcohol definitely abusing a number of other substances um and uh you know sort of struggling with that over the course of a number of months gaining greater and greater clarity Mm -hmm. on the way down you know i've told numerous times the story of seeing the book drinking a love story and yeah. literally being so deep in my yeah. uh, <laughs> denial that I thought it was this literally is for a me. love story. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah cool. I love this. And, uh, I love you know, drinking. This yeah, girl loves drinking. Somebody else was writing a story about love and drinking. All right. And uh, yeah, reading that and by the time I'm you know halfway through realizing, well, fuck, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then, you know, the, the, the driving home from a club high as fuck on coke and ecstasy and you know yeah saying that if i didn't kill anybody or myself <laughs> on the way home i would quit doing drugs um but but then that worked that deal with god that worked yeah, well, yeah. i don't know what who it was with i was just throwing it out there yeah like um, I make this home somebody right. out there no, I'm, I'm never doing somebody. drugs i was just like it was a promise to myself yeah if nothing right. else yeah right. or the people that i wasn't going to kill <laughs> or was going to kill um, <laughs> to to the killed or not killed? Oh yeah, um, got unkilled. But uh, coke and ecstasy is kind of a crazy mix, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um, what are you gonna do? But uh, <laughs> don't hate the player. <laughs> you know, I don't know that. I was very like, well, maybe none of us are at the time, but I wasn't like super invested in it. I was just, I don't. I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is, it, it, but and by the time it came around, I had uh, broken up with my girlfriend in a just probably not a very pleasant or appropriate or cool way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just <laughs> not stopped. like a gentleman. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not you. It's me. You didn't um, do that. I had. Uh, I don't know what I did, but yeah. I had stopped. Going just stopped going into my job. Yeah. After a, a bender, and I've probably you know I've told that too about That's funny. just a bender on a weekend that turned into like a waking up Monday and like well might as well keep doing this. Yeah. Right. Um, and just didn't go and didn't call. <laughs> and then like after like two weeks, they my ex girlfriend called me and said they your bot your your work called me to see if you were okay, and uh, and they. They had me come pick up your stuff. So, like, basically, they were just like, well, here's his stuff. Um, <laughs> that was nice of them. And, uh, 
and then I was just, you know, in this house, staying in this house that was going to be sold, you know, out from under me, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my dad's house, and he was moving. And uh, so I thought, well, shit. I, I just, I don't remember. I guess I'm, try- I'm trying to go back. I guess part of me is like wishing there was some noble, yeah, pleaded God, or there was some righteous indignation. I was just like, well, I guess I'm getting sober or something. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to do. Um, was it like a? That's funny. I'll try this. Yeah, I, I think so. I just I'm, really, you I'm realizing it. as you you planned your day, right? I did plan it. Yeah, you said I'm gonna a couple do on this out. day. A couple months out, it's this yeah, day, and you picked a, a day. Months. I picked a day, like you had an actual yeah. 18th of something or some day. And I think and that's, that's maybe why it. there wasn't this definitive righteous indignation yeah. or or asking for for. A higher power yeah. for, it was just sort of like okay here's what's gonna happen yeah you know what i mean because i let's play this out i'm like I, i've got to go somewhere because yeah. i can't stay in this house i don't have any money well, i mean i did i had some savings uh yeah i don't know so i mean i did i, I planned it with mm-hmm. and i was seeing a therapist who didn't you know who was saying you should do this now and i'm like no here's what i'm gonna do yeah. um <laughs> But uh, <laughs> now I'll see one better. Right. I'll do it later. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I guess it was just thought all the way around. But there was no like just it wasn't a hard line because yeah. I did plan it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There was yeah. no moment. Although you know, to, talking about organ failure earlier, earlier, I remember that day, and I've told this story too. But for those of you that are new and maybe you haven't heard it or want to hear it again. <laughs> is I did go to bed having had my last drink on the night I had planned to quit drinking. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the middle of that night with a extremely painful pain somewhere in my abdomen that I couldn't pinpoint. No. And I couldn't tell where it was or what it was. Um, and uh, that persisted, I think, for like a week before I finally went and saw the doctor um, who then informed me that I had uh, a case of pancreatitis and oh. uh, based on whatever tests he did, I don't know what he did to, mm-hmm. to be able to tell this. And he's like, you know, are you a heavy drinker? I'm like, I was until <laughs> I was night, a week ago. until literally the night this happened. And he goes, well, don't, don't drink anymore. He goes, you're in my memory. Like he said something like you're one or two drinks from, you know, blowing out your pancreas. Wow. Um, which is which, fatal. Well, it's not. Can be, can be, it right? can be. Yeah, it can, can be. be but what sure. it definitely is is it immediately makes you diabetic. Ooh, yeah, really? <laughs> because the pancreas, I guess, processes and wow. regulates the sugar. Yeah. Okay. Somehow, yeah. like that's about. I never. That's just me. I, I, I like. Okay, good. I don't do any research after. Even I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not going to drink anymore. So no, I don't need to do pre, any more this research. This is pre-internet, in all fairness. Right. Yeah. That's true. If it was you could pre-internet. Do it from your phone. That's true. At the time, be like pancreatitis. Oh, congratulations! You're diabetic. Don't want that. Yeah. Death, uh, death, diabetes, or I could just stay did, stopped. Is your pancreas okay now? Does it come back? Like, does it regenerate? Uh, I'll answer for Chris. Okay. So, sorry. Well, here's what I'm reading. So Eric, it, it can. Yeah. Okay. What I think your it, liver can too. Or yeah, no, it, it can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It can. A guy I work with had pancreatitis yeah. recently, right. and like, he's cool. He's fine. You yeah. can also do it by too fatty of a diet, I think. Oh. So, well, well that's good. See. So. Well, and I see, Eric, uh, I guess all of this stemmed from your, your question from last week to talk about the last days of drinking. Yeah. And, uh, First days of sobriety. And the tough early days of sobriety. Um, and 
you know, Eric has, and again, I forgot to put up the chat room, but um, Eric, do me a favor and tell me if I can share with Matt and Jeff on the podcast what you just typed yeah. uh, a little bit ago. Um, just type in there. Um, but uh, my, my, So let's do our first days. Should we do our first days our of sobriety? Our first days of sobriety. Yeah. Um, Last days of disco, first days of new Did you have any physical... Other, well, you, you had the, this pre-pancreatitis condition, so you were in physical pain, but did you have any marked withdrawal? I mean, were you... Yeah, DTs? You know, I... I uncomfortable? I was... The pancreatitis, I was uncomfortable. I feel like I remember having... You know, I think the pancreatitis sort of overwhelmed everything because mm-hmm. it was this strange pain that I couldn't pinpoint yeah. in my body. I couldn't, like, I'm like, I've never felt wherever this pain is before. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and yeah. it was, um, I still don't know where my pancreati- pancreas is, but that it, I think it overwhelmed all the other things. I feel like I had headaches. I feel like, I mean, I definitely had this abdomen ache. I feel like I had the shakes. Mm-hmm. Ah, the shakes. You know, D, I guess that's is that DTs or what? Delirium tremens. You're, yeah. delir- you're delir- literally delirious. Uh, delirium tremens. I don't. I, I don't had tremens. Know. <laughs> yeah, you had. The, I don't know t- if I had delirious. the tremens real bad, but uh, <laughs> I definitely was, and I feel like that persisted for a while, where I was just sh- yeah. shaky, rickety hand, Jimmy leg. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Let's use the <laughs> but proper hobo medical terminology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> scarecrow arms, whole deal. You know, and I know like. <laughs> I got like, like uh, really bad acne. Oh again. yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's your body pushing out toxins. all the toxins. Mm-hmm. You just like um, blow out acne. Well, because it, it, I guess yeah. your body acclimates to thinking what you're putting in it. It might need since you're putting so much of it in, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then when it realizes you don't need it all, it starts getting rid of it all. <laughs> um, that's funny. And, uh, but uh, yeah, no. Other than that, I, I think I, I you know. It, I know that you know it's not recommended to do a home detox because any number of things could go wrong. But mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what you did. It's what that's exactly what I did. You were Gatorade. Yeah. You said you switched to Gatorade. I did a lot of Gatorade. Not recommended, yeah, but no. but that's got sugar in it, and it it's good for. I mean, that seems like a pretty good thing. Yeah, electrolytes, hydrated sugar. And sugar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I was doing that towards the end. I was doing that like nonstop. I made because just be, I hated being dehydrated. Yeah, like well, who? I mean, not like anybody loves it, but. That was one thing I did make sure is like I was chugging Gatorade all the time. That's good. Mm-hmm. You're hydrating um, it. It's important. Yeah. Sorry, this sort of, sort of reminded me of one of the days way back before that. That was just misery and being just remember being terribly dehydrated after uh, a long uh, eternity, which was only uh, like a week or two on South Beach with my sister, just getting crazy and having to take a plane ride just just a shaky that, that time i was probably del- delirium tremening mm-hmm. <laughs> like on the plane but uh just anyway uh so yeah so well so here's the thing uh eric gets the negatives and we all do and nobody's you know and the potential catastrophes and we all do um doesn't want to quit because it feels pretty good to be numbed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what, uh, yeah. we were just talking about it tonight. Desire, yeah, it's a desire to stop thinking. Yeah, and to stop feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that I definitely 
didn't want to cope with what my life had become, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so the only escape, the way I saw it, the only escape from it I had was just oblivion. Yeah. And, well, and he, then and unconsciousness became uh, the only oblivion that was working mm-hmm. for me, you know? And it's funny because I was like, my sponsee who relapsed didn't come to the meeting tonight. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? Are you I'm like, you're probably out going to relapse again tonight. Mm-hmm. Because it and it just builds on each other. Because you're going to relapse tonight because you feel bad about last night, right? And last night you felt bad about the night before, mm, absolutely. And the night before you feel about it's just just numbs the pain. Yeah, well, compounds yeah. itself. Yep. And I think I mean every one of us on either side of that you know line, the equation understands that we're we're trying to get out of our own head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think. Uh, you know, I, I guess you know. Uh, what's the what's to be said f- for not numbing pain and discomfort of being in your own head? What's yeah. to what's to be said for sobriety? Yeah, yeah. and you know, I think. Um, well, it's funny. You have we all with the pain. You have to be okay with the fact this pain comes from. It's not real. You know what I'm saying? It's this self-created pain that we all kind of deal with on an existential level, but it's not It's not who you are. It's mm-hmm. not this real thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Everyone feels that they have to numb some pain, and a lot, most of it is created by mm-hmm. our, in our head to begin with. Do you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? A lot of it is it, it just, it's ennui. Not, as they say, but yeah. there also is. I, I think genuine that trauma. There's genuine, to- yeah, and genuine trauma, interpersal dynamics yep, that are yep, damaging of, and sure. challenging. You're, and, you're yeah. Probably, we have a tendency to compound and create drama. Yes, and uh, you know, with every uh, responsibility I shirked off, with everything you know, with every meeting I missed or phone call I dodged or mm-hmm. yeah. uh, obligation that I thwarted, yeah. it just was like another piece of kindling on the fire you know so it did get to a point i remember part of the relief of early sobriety was how simple yeah life suddenly became you know what i mean it was like i i I don't have to lie to anyone anymore right exactly and once you you tear everything down and you realize that all i really need to do today is stay alive yeah and take like creature comforts become really simple you know i i uh I need to eat. I need to sleep. I need to mm-hmm. just, just exist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I agree. Like there, I've known lots of people in the program who've gone through horrible childhoods, lots of traumatic things, mm-hmm. lots of reasons why you can drink. And mm-hmm. th- you those things, if you're drinking, you're not ever going to deal with those things. And mm-hmm. at some point, you're going to have to deal with those things. Yeah. Right? At some point, when you become an adult, no matter what happened, mm-hmm. you still have to deal with whatever that was. And it's just kind of what you have to go through. So even if you're in horrible pain and this is the reason that you're drinking, I, I, it's, it's, the alcohol doesn't solve the problem. It no. It suppresses it, but you've got to go through that, right? Like we all yeah. have to go through it, and that's just what life's about. It, right. it, well, the pain's not okay. going to go away. Pain's not I mean, going to go away. Well, that's not exactly true. You, you can mitigate and address and, and work with pain and all that. Yeah. But external influences the things and internal influences yeah. the things that have the potential to cause you pain mm-hmm. yeah. cause one pain yeah that's what you can't control 
Totally. Right. Well, and um, that's what that's what and, it is. Like you think you have control over this shit, so you get hurt. You're in pain. Right. You hurt yourself. You make bad decisions. Whatever that is. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I was sitting with my therapist today off with my therapist today. Okay. And I was having a moment where you know we've been talking. He says, "What are you thinking?" And, and what I was thinking at the time was, "Is this just gratuitous, frivolous?" what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Because I think the, the, some of it is, is personal dynamics with others. I'm trying to, trying to say this talk, you yeah. know, uh, I'll say it, my parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and processing some of that. And so I realized like, uh, in those relationships, I'm the only one in here trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not <laughs> right. They're right. Like, in there, be trying to figure it out. That's funny. So, what am I doing here? Yeah, like what, I like doing all the heavy lifting. You know, it's like should I just <laughs> yeah and, accept it? It's like yeah, it's all right. Put it on a shelf and yeah. walk away. Yeah, and leave and, it there. Yeah, and uh, you know. I, I don't. I don't know what the point is. I guess the point is that 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 those that anything that you think is an external. I don't necessarily want to say. I won't put negative on it. Just an internal external drag on your psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make the source. You're not going to alter the source. Yeah. Right. What happened happened. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's here's the truth. I have never changed so much as when I am in pain. I got sober because I was in so much pain. And through pain came the biggest change in my life. It's happened probably three or four times. The biggest transformations I have ever had, including this last year in business, came from low points, getting fired, Mm -hmm. fucking up my job, whatever. Mm -hmm. Pain Mm -hmm. came change. And so if you really want to think about what pain is going to bring you, it's going to bring you change. That's what's going to happen. It's like childbirth, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. It's all just a birth analogy, people, is what we're trying You're to going say. Push! I think we just solved it and thus concludes since right now in the there podcast. We've gotten to the end. No, mm-hmm. I, I, It's like childbirth. You know, it's... But that's true, right? The worst pains pain, that you've been in. Pain definitely begets change. That's it. Because... Yeah, it forces your hand. Yeah. It forces your hand. But that's just comfort. That's what you need to tell yourself. And it needs to get pretty bad Mm -hmm. for me to seek out Mm -hmm. something. You know, know, it's it's funny. We talk about childhood trauma and um, things that may have happened to you that you Mm -hmm. are drinking. You're trying to put this gauze or this Mm -hmm. mitigate by throwing something in front of it. And the same goes for just free-floating depression and anxiety mm-hmm. like i look back i had a very fortunate childhood mm. i was a good student i was pretty like my career came pretty easily i did pretty well like mm-hmm. i had no reason right. to be deeply depressed all the time right. and terribly socially anxious and just this like cauldron of craziness yeah. i had no reason yeah and yet there it was yeah. and yet i was drinking to try to to mitigate this thing that I didn't even know why it existed in yep. the first place, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and that's a whole nother deal. Like yeah. when you look at, when you take stock of your life and you're like, well, it's just uh, yeah, it's pretty rosy. Why do I feel like garbage all the time? Yeah. You know, 
That's fucking terrifying. All right. Let's try some practical, direct answer here. Okay. Here's what I wonder. With many with yours of sobriety seem pretty content in sobriety, but did you feel that way right away? Did you miss it at all? Were you frustrated? Miss drinking. Um, miss drinking. Yeah. Uh, did I, Not I the last time for me. Not yeah, the last time for me either. No. Um, Every time I got sober before that, which yeah. was four or five times yeah. in which I had more than 30 days, yeah. sometimes a couple years. Yeah. I missed it with every molecule in my being. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, it was all about, yeah. why can't I do that? Yeah. That's what I do. That's what works for me. Yeah. But this time, I did not miss it. It was relief. And I'll say, yeah, I didn't. I, I, I don't have any recollection of missing it at all in those early days. What I do know is leading up to it, I think like maybe the week before, um, you know, I've told this before, like, I can count on one hand the number of times I've I've cried in the past, I don't know, 30 years. Yeah. But um, one of those times was standing, uh, still drinking, in the week, probably the week before I quit, um, drunk mm-hmm. uh, with my parents. And they're, I just remember they're sitting in like lounge chairs on their deck and I'm standing in front of them. I remember with a Heineken, uh, sort of probably a little weaving and talking to them Bobbing about quit, and quitting. And, <laughs> nice and brand. I remember I, I, I started crying and wow. saying, it feels like I'm killing my best friend. Yeah. Wow. Now, and, the, and that was... The like, Heineken? No, little Heineken? Just best friend? alcohol. He called oh. him and, and, and Heine. Heine, little Heine. Heine. Feel, little Heine. <laughs> little Heine. But, so, you know, the... the That's terrifying. You were crying for your alcoholism. I was was mourning Mourning the death death of my my best friend. Yeah. Well, that's not checks out. And and it was, that's the, absolutely, I do know that was the sensation. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that that feeling, yeah. Um, That without alcohol, I would be friendless. I would be alone. Uninteresting, boring. Yeah. Not who you Um, are. Not this fabulous, awesome person that alcohol I'd already become wildly uninteresting, wildly boring, (laughs) because I was just a gross mess of a a fall-down drunk at that point. Drunk people suck. Um, They do. They do. To to deal with. Like a social situation. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Yeah. Boring, repetitive, but not funny. Not funny. Not interesting. No. And but so... I get, I absolutely yeah. get that. You think, totally. you know, it's not Pollyanna, it's not rose-colored glasses, yeah. but you think, no. I'm never going to have that kind of fun or yes. that kind of comfort yep. again, mm. you know? Yep. That and, is terrifying. And it does depend on what, yeah, and, and, and that's scary. And I think it... That is super true. It, uh... I think there's, I didn't miss it, but there's a real, you do wonder, I was incredible fear about what, how you're going to handle... New Year's and, and this holiday sure. and how you're going to, you mm-hmm. have no concept of how mm-hmm. you're going to do anything yeah. without alcohol. That is terrifying. And it's funny. It wasn't until all of my deepest fears became realized while drinking. Yeah. When I was truly alone and unemployable and friendless and unloved mm-hmm. and <laughs> lying in the dark until that happened with substances at my fingertips. Yeah. That's when I could mm-hmm. finally let go, yeah. mm-hmm. but it wasn't until that point yeah. when all every fear I held came, came true, true, drunk. Yeah, yeah. Then it was like, okay, 
I think we have a conclusive answer here. Um, but but I remember trying to quit yeah. pre- previous times, and it was like, oh my god, how am I going to live on this earth? And I'm, yeah. I did never without that escape. Yeah. Even entertained, I don't. Uh, maybe I had once entertained quitting, but not very seriously. But you know, and the thing I want to address too is so you know, Eric, that booze does not actually love you unconditionally. Um, and there's plenty of conditions <laughs> to the, the relationship you have yeah. with booze. And first of all, booze is, it's, it's an inert <laughs> liquid. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing is, it's, um, the, the, there are plenty of conditions for, for you, particularly when you're dependent on it, they can, yeah. you're, you're inextricably tied to the thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's totally conditional that you have it with you at all times, that you yeah. ingest it regularly, that you, um, you know, to the, uh, to the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, detriment. Detriment. Yes. And, and to the, to the, and you have to push everything else out first. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing can be a prayer. Nothing is as important as the booze. Yeah. I mean, those are, there are tremendous conditions. As long as you are, yeah, your slave. Yeah, well, she would love you. I, and but, I came to see it as very reliable too. Like yeah. it was really binary with me. It it was flipping a switch. It always worked. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I know I ingest this. I go to that place, mm. and that never didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with all these uncertainties in life, it was like I I never had that best friend moment, but I did have that. This not I she. Know, Maggie's taking offense that you named booze she. Oh, sorry. Or you gendered booze she. Oh, oh sorry, old lady, Maggie. lady barleycorn. <laughs> Jack Daniels. Yeah. Sorry about that. Jackie. That's funny. A dog yeah. will love you unconditionally. Will it though? Uh, my dog does. Well, not booze. Mine is kind of day to day basis. <laughs> um, constantly in renewal. So, okay. So Eric agrees. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh you know, we've we've always been the the show that raises questions and and gets questions and we we don't Q and I think Q anybody that says they have there's there's no blanket answer. Nobody no. can have the answer for another, I think, in no. recovery. It's like you have to find true the answer that fits yeah. for you. Yeah. When you're ready. Yeah. I think do what you can to f- Find the solution that works for you. I know. I know. We repeatedly, even in the chat room right now, they're talking about uh, you know refuge recovery, yep. different paths that you can explore. And the reality is, you know, they always say the best time to look for a new job is while you have a job. Yep. It's sort of the same thing. It's like there's no reason you can't explore while you're still drinking avenues pathways and yeah. try them i mean was i think i think the scary thing is and i went through this though is i was scared it would work right? oh yeah um and that's part of that's why funny. i'm like when she was when my therapist at the time was like yeah you're dependent on alcohol and, and probably these other drugs and you should probably stop that now and yeah. i was like, nah, i'm gonna do it a little bit later um you know you're scared it'll work that's why i put down alan carr's easy way to quit smoking when it said by the time you're done with this book you won't be a smoker anymore. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. Like, so I'm going to put it about? down for like a couple months yeah. while I, um, That's so, funny. Uh, but 
you know, find out if something does work, you know, and uh, have it in your back pocket at least if you're uh, if you're not ready. Um, but you know the you know you asked us to talk about the early days and how we felt about it and were we frustrated and did we miss it? Um, you know, I I don't know. I mean, yeah. there's probably little there's probably pangs. Anything that you've spent that much time with and had that close of an interaction with when it's gone, you're going to, you're going to notice the absence Mm -hmm. and whether or not that means you miss it. Like in, you know, like, like I said, like you're killed your best friend or, or you just miss, you feel like something's missing. You know, I know I felt like I, I, I had removed the substance, but I didn't remove necessarily the routine. And that's why, or the behavior. And that's why I did immediately realize that for me, I needed, um, to drink any beer, or wasn't going to stick. Right. Um, so then I, but you know, there's that sense of what what do I do now? Like, yeah. What do I? I I remember like a, lot a of time. second childhood almost, where it's like, what do I like? Yeah. You know, I remember regressing back to like my you know twelve, thirteen years old, where it's like, what were the things I liked then? What were my interests? What am I interested in? Yeah. When I'm alone. Yeah. What do I like to do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, There's a lot of time. And, Opens and up a I, lot of time. I started reading like instantly. Yeah. As soon as I was able to stop shaking, you know, probably the fourth or fifth day and felt mm-hmm. a little better, I just started reading and I just, that's just tore through. Thanks, Lynn. It was great. Um, well, you know, uh, again, uh, all God, we can it feels do is. good to be sober. It does. It, uh, I mean, I will say that it feels yeah. great to be sober. I, and uh, for what it's worth, are we are we coming back next week? Is there any reason we're not? Because if aren't you going to be out soon? Or no, your wife is my wife. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh yeah. Well, she's going to take a week off, um, but we're going to be here like a stay K. Stay K. Um, but that's in a couple weeks. But uh, very nice. Because my anniversary is coming up September first. Oh shit! So it's like twenty-one years, I think. Um, and 21. yeah, twenty-one—that's like I think in a week. it's twenty-one. Like your sobriety can drink. Yeah, my, yeah. yeah, be careful with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but the real, yeah, I mean, it's—I can't imagine, I can't fathom being here without being without being a sober person. Yeah, oh, and you, you know the recovery yeah. parts. Hard part. I don't. I don't even know. I've, I'm have. We'll have to talk about recovery maybe next week or something. I'm having. I'm, I'm struggling with the notion of recovery. What it means. It's like some that some panel of. I don't know who's appointed them or how they're, what they how they're credentialed, but they're like now recovery scientists, mm. and they've formed a. It's consensus, deep state recovery, motherfucker. Consensus. Right. What big recovery? Big recovery. State recovery. But they've big. formed a consensus on the definition of recovery. Um, so we don't have to keep guessing what it means. Oh, finally. Um, God, I've been waiting. And, you know, the the perennial question, like, how do you identify yourself and all that? And I'm realizing, I just, I don't know if I want to be part of the club that would have me as a member sort of vibe. And I think that's my, my surliness, my cantankerousness. I'm right with you though. How do um, I identify myself? By my proper name <laughs> but, 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 but then we're doing this in the recovery space i briefly named everything the recovery revolution and i don't know i think i'm f- i don't know what i don't know what the uh, that's just stuff that's going around in my head anyway look eric you know we we all want the best for 
Yeah, we all want the best for all of us. You know, we're all in this together, doing it how we do it in all different right. ways. And uh, uh, we just want everybody to be as happy as they can be and as healthy as they can be. And um, However you get there. However you get there. Why? And your reasons are your own. And uh, the other thing we want is uh, to say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, first, thanks again. DJFM does our intro and our outro. DJFM. If you get a chance, uh Give us a rating on iTunes, the best one you can, and leave us a review if you want. And uh, you know what I realized? I'm going to start doing. What's and that? this is totally legit. You got anything to plug, Jeff? Do I have anything to plug? Yeah. We're plugging right? Oh, Wellbeing Brewing. Yeah. Yeah, Wellbeing Brewing. <laughs> we're, um, we're in deep, deep, deep in our development of my new exciting product. It's a coffee stout. And I've never had a stout. I've never drank one. So I'm really excited. And for those not familiar, Wellbeing Brewing is, is a, a non-alcoholic. And I think we're going to go zero zero for this. I think we're really awesome. going to try to do a zero zero non-alcoholic coffee stuff. That sounds delish. I know, doesn't it? I, I hope it is. To it, I, I really know. do. Me too. I got nothing. <laughs> not a damn thing. Um, uh, DJ, my wife, my wife, my wife. Um, yeah. Uh, just uh, keep listening. I'm going to do some. I'm finally my daughter's back in school as of today. I am going to do a few little updates, dip, dip my toes back into the site to correct a couple of things. People are having trouble figuring out how exactly to call in. We do have the lines open. I, I, like even this episode, I forgot to mention they were open, but I think I, think I knew we were going to fill this episode even, uh, go a little bit long. But uh, look for some updates on the site maybe this coming week, following, starting like Monday, next Monday. Uh, I may be in there doing some stuff. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. Next week. Everybody, same, we love you. Same bad time. Are you Are you going to do some labels? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So we'll see how this tastes. They're going to... It will have caffeine, but I don't know. I don't know. It's funny because when you... It will be... No, I know. And I don't know how... They have the beer... And it's a really tasty beer, apparently. I've never tasted it, but Ron Ron knows this. It's a milk, milk um, It's got a little bit of nutmeg itself, so apparently it's kind of a sweet thing. But I might not feel it. But I was like, this beer sounds like it's got so much more on the price than 200, but it's still good. This has been another clean and sober intervention. <laughs>